Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, a Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. And if you're counting, which I hope you are, because you're on the way up to episode 162 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast, and as we always say, be sure to go out there and to mention uh, our Connecting Faith to Life podcast to other people, whether you do it on Facebook, Twitter, text. Matter of fact, before you finish this, go ahead and do that right now on your Facebook or your Twitter or your text, and just let somebody know that uh, this is going to be a great podcast that they can get started on and use every single week to help them in their walk with Christ. And uh, it's a good way you can help influence others towards uh, the gospel as well. So uh, get out there and do that, and we sure would appreciate it. Um you know, uh, Pastor, it's it's been interesting to know that uh, we have really followed the world in this one situation we're going to talk about today, and that is this idea of trustworthiness. We kind of say, "Well, nobody else is, so I'm not going to be." I, yeah. You know, I'm at I'm at the job, and nobody's working, so you know, I'm not I'm not, I'm not going to work either, uh, or I, I I'm not going to be that person that people can trust because really nobody can be trusted anymore. We can't trust our politicians, we can't trust the government, and there is an issue with people transferring. <laughs> Referring that to their own lives and saying, yeah. I'm not going to be either. So it's hard to trust people. Isn't yeah. It? And, and so I think that Do you uh, trust your politicians pops. I know uh, <laughs> they say one thing one day and I go, Oh yeah, that's great. That's great. Then the very next day they say, say something almost opposite yeah. and you're going, where are they going to come down on these issues that are very important to me? I you hate know? this time of year. We're getting closer and closer to uh, elections. And so we're going to hear all the craziness and yeah, definitely. And then we get to go to vote for people we don't trust. Well, you know, Isn't that great? it's always, you know, hold the nose and uh, <laughs> go ahead and vote. Uh, you know, you, you, I don't know. It's very frustrating to me. And I know that a lot of people are that way. But my point, I guess, is that I don't want to become that. No, person, you don't want to be you know? untrustworthy. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Do you so, feel like you're a pretty trustworthy person, Trey? I, I tend to be, uh, <laughs> so. you know, like uh, I had I have to learn in specific areas of my life. One time I was so proud of myself and how I keep my word. Mm. And I was so proud of him. I went to my wife and I said, you know, um, I, uh, uh, everybody can trust me to do what I say to do that I'm going to do. And she says, yeah, to everybody, but your family. Ooh. So you know, Ooh. It, it takes a good wife to, yeah. to, to call you back, pull yeah. the rein in a yeah. little bit and help you understand where you need to be. But it, yeah, you, you would hope that you are in your heart of hearts. You hope that you are. Yeah. Uh, but there are always issues. So. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, we're talking about this idea of trustworthiness and growing in trustworthiness and we are, we're surrounded by people we can't trust. Mm. I mean, it's the reality. I mean, yeah. when you, when you live in a lost and dying world, uh, people who are lost and dying can be rather untrustworthy at times. Mm-hmm. That's right? true. Like, you know, I mean, you think about our politicians. I, I mean, I, I hope they know Jesus Christ, but the reality is most of, most of our politicians are not followers of Jesus, right? Oh, I agree. And, and so you, they're lost. They're going to do what sinful, sinful people do. And what sinful people do is sinful people are dishonest. Mm. And so it's, what it's hard benefits to them, even right, if they have to right. lie to make or sure Or you think about just, you know, if, you, if you're in your work environment and you're around people at work who are 
uh, you know, not followers of Jesus, and they might be tempted as well to be dishonest. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and 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 listen, I've been at this a long time, Trent. You've been at it a long time too. I I have done lots of of counseling over the years and sitting with couples and talking through issues with them, and it's even amazing in our marriages. You know how many of us do not trust fully our spouses, and mm-hmm. how that becomes a Ooh. real big marital issue. Or you know, I know in our house, I mean, we're constantly telling our kids, hey. Build trust, build trust, build trust. We want to be able to trust you. And here's how you can earn our trust by doing what you say you're going to do, by not lying and all those kind Mm -hmm. of things. It's a big deal because, I mean, you know, I I, I want to be someone who is trustworthy. I want it to be that when you you talk to me, Trey, that you can trust that if you're telling me something in confidence, that I'll keep that. Yeah, yeah. You know, if I say I'm going to do something, I'll do I mean, trustworthiness is a big deal. And I think trustworthiness in our culture is something that we do not value Mm. near as much as we need to. And I want to be a person, and I hope you do too, Trey, and I hope if you're listening, you want this as well. I want to be a person who's growing in trust. Amen. Yeah, I think that's a good, not only a good goal, I think it's a good uh, opportunity to grow in Christ and be who he's called us to be. Yeah, so we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about some ways that we can grow in trustworthiness. This will be fun. Well, let's talk about six ways to be trustworthy. And the first one is this. Uh, learn to trust God. That's so it, it, it really starts there. I, I really think so because, mm-hmm. and here's here's why I think it starts there. When you grow to trust God, uh, ultimately, as you trust Him, you want to be like Him, right? And, and so, 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 just think about that Christ likeness that God is producing in you by the power of His Spirit. God wants to grow you into a trustworthy person. So that, that starts with you trusting God that God has a better way of life for you. That God mm-hmm. is good. That that God is going to finish in you what He started. And so, you know, you probably know this past scripture. One of my favorite passages of scripture, uh, uh, Proverbs three, five, and six. Yeah. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Mm-hmm. Do not rely on your under, own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Mm. That's a good verse. Yeah. That's just a reminder, right? That, that, that God is completely trustworthy. Trey, how do you know you can trust God? Because God is always, well, that's his character. Number one, but God is always true. And when God okay. is God, when God is truth, then everything he says yeah. is truth. So he can be trusted if he's speaking yeah, the truth. Yeah. yeah. So the, the reason why I know I can trust God is because of the cross. Oh, right? Yeah. Because God on the cross demonstrated his love for me once and for all. Mm. If if Jesus Christ really does love me, which he does, and if Jesus Christ really did die for me to forgive my sins, which he did, and if he really did rise from the dead to give me eternal life, which he did, listen, here's the reality. If Christ would do that for me, if he would go to such great lengths to prove his love to me and to save my soul, then there is no area in my life that I can't trust him with. Mm. Right? He is completely and absolutely trustworthy. He came through. I he mean, did. You know, we we at uh, Northwood believe in what we call biblical theology, and every page of the Bible we believe is is saying either he's coming, or he did come, or he you know he will be coming back. Yeah. But all of it has to do with pointing to the center of the cross. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And so, if we can trust him, yeah, to make sure that we're saved, we can pretty much trust with him with every everything area else of our life. Yeah, so, yeah. so you know, in your marriage, if it's not. Um, going like you want to right now, you can trust that if you'll follow God by faith, mm. that he'll do a work in your marriage. You know, w- with your children, maybe maybe your parenting isn't what you want to be right now and kids are rebelling a little bit. 
if you trust God, you can trust that he's going to do the work that he wants to do in your life and the life of your kids. There's no area in your life that you can't trust God with. And the cross proves that, right? Amen. And so, so just understanding that, that if I'm going to grow as someone who's trustworthy, I have to first learn to trust the one who's ultimately trustworthy, and that's God himself, right? And then, number two, we have to do what, Trey? We have to be straightforward and transparent. Yeah, so, so think about for a moment some characteristics of a trustworthy person. When you think about a trustworthy person, a trustworthy person is someone who has integrity, mm. right? A trustworthy person is someone who has, has a character, someone who's faithful, right? Yeah. You think about, you know, your marriage, for example. Um, when, when Stacy married me, she trusts me enough to put, you know, to entrust me with her care, mm-hmm. Right. She, she, she trusts me with her life. Mm. Why? Because over the course of us dating, right, and being engaged, I tried to prove to her that I was a man of integrity. I was a man of faithfulness. I was a, a, a man of, of strength of character and all those kind of things. So when you think about a, a trustworthy person, those are the qualities of a trustworthy person, right? Integrity, character, um, uh, you know, faithfulness, all those kinds of things, right? And if you think about it, those, those are things that, that do lack in the world. Integrity no, and character. We, yeah. we don't think near enough about integrity and character like we should. But, but, but that trustworthy person, what kind of um, you know, helps us think about being trusty, trustworthy is a trustworthy person has the ability to be straightforward and transparent. Mm. Now, what, what I mean when I say that is that when, when, when we sit down and have a conversation, if I'm a trustworthy person, right, I'm, I'm not going to play mind games. I'm not going to try to use my words to manipulate you. I'm yeah. not going to play on your emotions to get what I want out of you. No. In a conversation, if I'm trustworthy, I'm just going to sit down and have a conversation and be very factual in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Hey, here's how it is, and, and here's, 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 here's what I want to communicate to you, right? And so when I think about trustworthy people, I think about people who are assertive. Mm. Now, when you hear that word assertive, Trey, what do you think? What comes to mind when you hear the word assertive? They just uh, tell you what they think, and they yeah. do act on what they what they say, yeah. and uh, and it has to do mostly with uh, <laughs> an assertive person. We sometimes confuse with pushiness. Yeah, but but you that's know, not assertiveness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's the thing. When 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 I hear the word assertive, my mind sometimes immediately goes to that person who's, who's aggressive mm-hmm. or pushy, right? And you think about that person who always just speaks their mind. They don't care about what anybody else thinks. They're just going to tell you, they're going to tell you how they feel, right? And they don't right. care to tell you how you feel. Well, that's not necessarily helpful, right? Being assertive isn't just speaking your mind for the sake of speaking your mind. Being assertive is not being pushy. Being assertive is just simply having a direct conversation with somebody and say, hey, here's what I think, or here's what we need to do, or Let me, let's have this conversation and get, and it's just, just a matter of fact kind of conversation that, that doesn't try to use emotion uh, to manipulate. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, so I think for all of us, assertiveness is a skill we can develop. And I don't know about you, Trey, but I appreciate not pushy or aggressive people. I appreciate assertive people, people who, who have the, uh, the, 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 the ability to sit down with me in a conversation and say, matter of factly, Hey, here's what's going on. And here's how we need to deal with it. Right. I, that's what I appreciate. Those kind of straightforward and transparent people who aren't going to hide things from me, who aren't mm-hmm. going to lie to me or manipulate or any of those things, but who are just going to sit down with a conversation and say, Hey, here's what I think. Let's get it done. Right. That that's assertive. And and I think all of us can grow in our ability to be assertive. And then the Proverbs, it says, uh, blessed are the wounds of a friend. Mm, yeah. So, I mean, sometimes, you know, somebody has to come alongside of us. Yeah. We're not superhuman. We're not Jesus Christ. 
Yeah. You know, and they say, you know, this is, uh, you know, you're really good about a lot of things. Yeah. Here's an issue you need to look right. at. Right. And you've, you've come across people, Trey, that, that and have, you trust them yeah, to do that. That's right. You, you've had conversations. These are trustworthy people. And you might say, you know, something like this. Well, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know much about Bob over there, but here's what I know about Bob. I can always count on Bob to tell me the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. That's that assertiveness. That's that, that straightforward and transparent conversation mm-hmm. that builds trust. I know that when Bob speaks, I need to listen to him. Right. And we all know people like that. We all know people that, man, when they speak, their words matter. Because they have the ability to speak with that assertiveness. They have the ability to speak with that that clarity and that transparency and just straightforward conversation. Mm-hmm. That builds trust. Not, mean, not being manipulative, not being overly emotional in our conversations, but just being able to sit down with somebody and say, hey, here's what I think. And here's, here's what I think, you know, needs to take place in this situation mm-hmm. or, or here, here's what I think about, you know, whatever it might be, the ability to have that conversation clearly, uh, with that, 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 that assertiveness, I think is just so helpful in building trust. And so what we do want to say is that assertiveness is good. Yeah. Push, pushiness is bad. Uh, you know, don't confuse the two That's right. on either side. That's in right. other words, somebody might be helping you. So accept that as being assertive, but the other side is just as true where you don't necessarily want to be pushed into something that right. you're, and you it's know, just you remembering, no doing. right. Remembering as a follower of Jesus, that, that our words are always supposed to be seasoned with grace. Right. And so just as you're having those conversations and you're being assertive and just matter of fact, you still have to consider that the feelings of the other person and encouraging and building them up, right? Ephesians four twenty nine, uh, let no unwholesome word come out of your mouth, but only those words are good for edification. Amen. That's important. Those conversations, right? But you want to build trust, Learn to trust God and be straightforward and transparent Amen. in your conversations. And then that leads us to number three, which is this. Do what you say you're going to do. Which yeah. is, that's what I think of mostly when I think of trustworthiness. Right, right. Because we are a people that tend to say a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. but our actions don't always follow the words that we say. Jesus has something to say about this. Listen to this. Matthew 5, 33 through 37. Jesus said, again, you have heard that it was said to our ancestors, you must not break your oath, but you must keep your oath to the Lord. But I tell you, don't take an oath at all, either by heaven because it is God's throne or by earth because it is footstool or by Jerusalem because it is a city of the great king. Do not swear by your head because you cannot make a single hair white or black, but let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. Anything more than this is from the evil one. So I don't know if you know much about that passage, Trey, but what was taking place in the days of Jesus is that people were making promises and they were using all kinds of phrases Mm. to uh, add validity to the words they were saying, Mm -hmm. right? We do it sometimes. Man, I swear I'll do that, Mm -hmm. right? I swear on this, that I will make that happen on such and such a day. Or even we'll say, man, I I promise you by this that I'll do, that's what they were doing. They Mm -hmm. were were saying things like, you know, I swear by the gold of the temple that if I'll do this, or I swear by this, I'll do that. Mm -hmm. Those were the kinds, those were the, kinds of oaths they were making in Jesus's day. And they were, and, and, and the religious leaders especially were making these kinds of oaths. And, 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 and if, man, they had a whole system of how they would say it, it was, it was wild. And what Jesus was saying, he's like, why are you doing that? You don't need to do all that. You don't need to say, I swear this and I swear that, or I make an oath on this or make an oath on that. That that's absurd. Mm-hmm. Just let your yes be yes and your no be no, right? Your word should be enough without you flowering it up and saying, I swear I'll do this or I promise by this I'll do that. Just say, I'm going to do this yeah, or I'm su- not going to do this, right? The southern thing to say is I swear on my mama's grave. And I swear on my mama's grave. I don't even know what that means. You know what that means? That's kind of, <laughs> I, I swear on my mama's grave. That's all I've grave. heard so many people say that, you know, like, oh, okay, well, 
then okay. Yeah. Well, just do it, you know? Yeah. But that's the deal, right? Do what you're going to, to do what you say you're going to do. And that really builds trust. And, and you know that, Trey, and I know that because, because again, we're, we're a people that, uh, that have a tendency to overpromise and under deliver. We we, I think we've talked about this before. Yes. But, but, but we all fall into that trap sometimes of we'll say something, I'll be there or I'll do this. And, and then we don't show up. Mm-hmm. Right. Trey, I mean, I have lots of appointments uh, mm. throughout the weeks. Just you, you know, people wanting to to sit down and chat. You know, come in and have a little bit of counseling or meet me for lunch or talk about ministry stuff. And man, I I can't tell you the number of times over the years where I have put something on my calendar. Mm. Someone says, "Hey, pastor, I want to meet with you on such and such a day at such and such a time," and I put it on my calendar and I'm sitting and I'm waiting. Or I'm I'll go to that coffee shop and I sit there waiting and they never show up. It happens to all of us. It right? happens, right? It happens. And that's frustrating because I have scheduled a block of time, mm-hmm. you know, thirty minutes, an hour. I've set aside for this particular person to talk through whatever it might be, and then that person. And, and sometimes what happened now, sometimes you just can't control it. Something comes up, and I get of course. that. But there's those times that you know I'll sit there. 30, 40 minutes, they don't show up. And then I'll call, hey, I waited for you. Oh, I just forgot. Well, how did you forget? You know what I'm saying? So, so that, but that's the deal, right? Like I, I don't want to, and I'm sure there's been times I've done that too, but I don't want to be that person. If I say I'm going to be there, I'm going to be there. If I say I'm going to do it, mm. I'm going to do it. And so what I want to do in my conversations is I want to be straightforward and transparent, but I also don't want to tell you I'm going to do something that I have no intention of actually doing. <laughs> Just to agree to get them out of your right, hair sort of thing. Right, you know? And what I certainly don't want to do is is wow. um, sell yeah. myself too much. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to say, oh, yeah, I can do this, this, and this, and this, and this for you when maybe I can only do this for you, right? right? That's that over-promising. And we all want to over-promise sometimes because we want people to like us and accept us and feel like, man, he's a great guy because he's going to do all these things for me. But we've all been in those situations where people have promised us things that they never followed through on, right? Mm. And and then what does that do? When you promise things that you cannot deliver on, that doesn't build trust, that erodes trust. Oh, of course so it it's does. just simple, right? Be a person of your word. Be straightforward mm-hmm. and transparent and do what you, I and mean, this is so basic, isn't it? But it's, they're good reminders just to do what you say you're going to do. I think I heard one, one person once say, uh, a very wise person, when, uh, when uh, most things are, uh, oh, how's it go? When most things are said, there's a lot more said than done. I'm not quite getting that right. But that the point sounds is, really profound, Pops. But, I don't know uh, what you said, but it sounds pretty good. But but the whole thing is that everybody says they're going to do stuff and nobody yeah. gets anything yeah. done. Yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah. And so, you, you know, you, you do, there is this expectation. I had a, I talked to, I actually talked to a guy about a contractor yesterday and he said they never showed up. And uh, I said, well, that bother you? He says, well, if you don't have any expectations, you don't have any disappointment. I said, well. Well, that's not the way we want to live. Yeah, that, right? exactly. I want to have expectations of people. You know, want, if they you know, say they're going to be there, I expect yeah, them to be yeah. there. I've, I've pulled my time out for them to be there, and they're not there. Same yeah. sort of thing. All right, let's jump to number four. And uh, this is this is the tough one because this takes swallowing your pride. Yeah, and yeah. that is number four, when you mess up, own it. Yeah, because the reality is none of us are going to be perfectly trustworthy. We're going to have those moments that we overpromise but underdeliver. We're mm. going to have those moments when we say we're going to do something and we're not able to follow through with it. We're going to have those moments that we forget uh, to do something. There's going to have those moments when when we're in that conversation and instead of being straightforward and transparent, we're emotional and we manipulate or we lose our temper or whatever the case may be. We we're going to have those moments, right? Those those sinful moments where we try to cover our tails and we and we 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 speak dishonestly mm. yeah. rather than speaking honestly. We're all going to have those moments where we fail in trustworthiness. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying that when you have those moments where you fail in trustworthiness, own it. 
Amen. Don't don't give excuses. Well, I had this kind of week and that's why I couldn't do it. Or don't blame somebody else. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd have been there for you, but so-and-so called me and, and then I had to deal with that, right? Or, you know, uh, don't defend yourself. Well, if you knew what happened in my life this week, or if you knew this or knew that, or maybe you just get off my back a little bit. No, 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 don't do those things. Instead, when you mess up, when you have a failure of, of, of you know, trustworthiness, just own it. Confess it. James 5, 16. Mm. Confess your sins one to another, right? Mm-hmm. Just own it. That builds trust. When you own it, because you know this, straight like I do. I, when somebody just owns it, right? So say, hey, I, I know this. I, I really messed up here. For me, that really doesn't erode trust a whole lot. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I know you're owning that mistake, mm-hmm. because I make mistakes too, obviously, right? If I see you owning that mistake, that's actually going to build trust for me. Hey, he's, he's honest. Mm-hmm. When he messes up, he'll, he'll own it. That's the first John one nine of living with people. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just. That's right. And it's the same with us. You know, uh, when we confess our sins to our brothers and yeah. sisters, when we mess, especially when we've offended them or yeah. Yeah. gone against them or not done the things that they want us to do. Um, you know, and, and it leads me to what we talked about with politicians. The truth is, is that politicians tend to want to cover up. When they've done anything wrong, they want to cover up. Yeah. And always, always, always. The cover up is worse than the sin itself. Mm, mm, you know, mm. uh, it'd have to be something yeah, very absolutely. like murder or something like well, that. But you know, uh, other than that, you know. And there's a um, biblical story that kind of illustrates that, isn't there? Mm-hmm. The story of David and Bathsheba. Yes, yeah. Now, the sin with Bathsheba was was a heinous sin, but then sin after sin to try to cover up that original sin, right? Instead, just own it. Mm-hmm. And I mess this up, God. I mess this up I'm a, to your wife. I mess this up to your children, to your 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 classmate. Man, I really messed this up. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Let's try again. People are, I think, I think we underestimate sometimes, um, how gracious people are, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, I really do think that, that if you're honest about your mess ups, that, that you'll be met with a lot of grace and forgiveness from people. Now, there are, sometimes you won't be, sometimes people are just mean and they won't forgive you. And, but, but I really think, especially for followers of Jesus, I mean, we, we know how much grace we've been shown. Yeah. And Amen. so, I mean, why would, who, who am I to not extend that same grace when, when, when you offend me? Because mm-hmm. I've been there. I've done it too. I've messed up. So, so yeah, I'll, if you own it, I'll be glad to extend grace to you and say, yeah, we'll try this again. It doesn't well, erode trust. It builds trust when you own up. Yeah, the Bible says in many words there is sin. And I tend to, I tend to <laughs> overstate things or I yeah. joke too hard or yeah. whatever. Oh, I and I, and I, I get in trouble. Yeah, I and I have to too. go back and say, hey, listen, you know, I, I was overboard yeah, on that. I, I, know. Was, I was wrong. I know I offended you. And, and you know, you Typically, I, I'm trying to think if there's ever been a time when somebody say, "I ah, don't worry." They usually say, "Don't worry about it, man. We all do that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. If you're if you own it up, if you own up, agreed, own it. agreed, agreed. All right, and then number five, and that kind of leads us to this one is that we also show genuine care. Yeah, you think about the example of Jesus, right? That that what made Jesus um, so dynamic was his ability the son of God to be on this earth and actually show people that he loved them. Mm. Right. Yeah. You think about, you know, just, just the miracles. And, um, I think about when he fed the 5,000 and the, the Bible says that Jesus looked out on the crowd and he had compassion for them. Yeah. He really cared. I mean, you think about that 5,000 people or well, that was just the men, right? Yeah. Who knows how many thousands were there? You had the women and the children, maybe 15, 20,000. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. He had compassion on them. He saw their need. He he knew everyone in that crowd by name. He knew the number of hairs on their heads. I mean, he was God, right? right? Had compassion. He really cared and cared so much that he did something. 
made sure they all had some food to eat, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then ultimately went to the cross for all of them. But he had real compassion. Man, when you know someone has compassion for you, that they really care for you, what are you going to do? You're going to trust them, right? When you know that that someone's in it, not just for themselves, but they're in it for you. You wow. think about yeah. Philippians chapter two, right? Have this mind among yourselves, the same mind as Christ Jesus. That And, and that whole picture of exam, uh, of Jesus as the example of humility, mm. you know? Um, humility is, is putting the needs of others above your own, right? Considering uh, what somebody else is going through instead of just always considering what you're going through, right? And that, that humility uh, that demonstrates itself in real care, man, that really does lead to a lot of trust. Mm-hmm. You will trust someone that you know genuinely cares about you, right? Oh, and so, so, you know, if you want to build trust, that's where it starts. It starts with having that compassion for others and that genuine care for the well-being of somebody else. I think we both had people come to us, especially pastors, you know, here they come to me and say, hey, listen, I've really messed up here. I don't even want to tell you this, but this yeah. is what happened. Yeah. And uh, every single time uh, they think that I, for some reason I'm going to jump all over yeah. and tell them what a yeah. jerk they yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. I might eventually say that, but that's not the initial, you know, that's not the initial uh, response I want to have. I want to say, I just want you to know, brother, that we do serve a God yes. that loves and cares for us, and I love and care for you. That's right. And we're going to get through this together. That's right. It's going to be tough, but we're going to get through it together. That's right. And that always blows them away that yeah. you, that, but I think that demonstrates the Christ in us, not yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Trey wants to just slap people upside the head when they do things. Yeah. But the Christ in us says, no, we need to care for one another, as, as the Bible says, That's help right. people, That's encourage right. people. That's right. And that leads us to number six, and that is uh, forgive quickly and completely. Yeah, you think about Ephesians 4, 32, be kind oh, yeah. to one another, right? Uh, tender. Such uh, a simple verse. Another. Yeah, such a simple, forgiving one another, mm-hmm. right? And, and and that really does build trust. When, when someone has wronged you mm. and you're able to look them in, in the eye and say, yeah, you hurt me, but I forgive you. I don't hold it against you. Man, that really does build trust in that person who, who might have hurt you, right? And so, so you know, uh, there are going to be times when you, when you need to confess sin, right? When you mm-hmm. need to say, hey, I messed this up and I, I own it. But there also needs to be times when you're able to look at somebody and say, yeah, you really hurt me, but I forgive you. I still love you. I still care about you. We're going to start over and it's going to be okay. Those kinds of things really, really build trust. And I'm just telling you, uh, in, in the culture in which we live, we need people followers of Jesus who are trustworthy. The temptation Amen. is great yeah, it is. Uh, to be untrustworthy, uh, to look out for yourself and to uh, put yourself above, above others. But man, this world really needs some followers of Jesus that they are trustworthy. People who, who mean what they say and do what they say. Uh, that, that goes a long way. Be a person of integrity and character. Um, man, that really is needed in our culture. All right. We have, uh, as you know, we have a lot of people listening today and, and, uh, I want us to try to take a step towards trustworthiness. So kind of give us some, a little bit of direction right yeah, now. Okay. Yeah. This is the thing that they can do work on this week to begin to the process of saying, I'm going to be more trustworthy. Yeah. I think if you're going to grow in trustworthiness, obviously it's learning to trust God, but two, um, I think you need to identify areas in your life where you have not been trustworthy. Mm. Start there, right? Where, where, where have been those areas in your life where you've been a little bit dishonest, mm. right? Where have been those areas in your life where you've been a little bit manipulative with your words or you haven't followed through with some things you said you were going to do? Mm. I would start there. Where have you been untrustworthy and 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 begin to correct those things? Because it might 
mean you need to have some conversations with your with your uh, employer. Hey, I, I I haven't been doing this the right way at work. I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm gonna get it right. Or with your spouse, or with yeah. that classmate, yeah. or that roommate, or whatever the case may be, to have those conversations, begin to correct it, so you can begin to walk in trustworthiness. There might be some untrustworthiness that you need to repent of, so you you can begin to live in such a way that you're trustworthy. Amen. Well, Pastor, this has been uh, eye-opening and also a word of encouragement to me as well to remind myself to be more trustworthy. So as we close today, why don't you get us ready for next Yeah, I hope today's been helpful for you. I hope it's been an encouragement and a blessing to you. And if today has been helpful, I hope that you will uh, hit that subscribe button so you have new content delivered to your device every single week. Leave us a five-star review that helps us get word out about our podcast. And as always, we hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life. Thank you.